Hey, it's Trooper Ben with the Kansas High Patrol. It is a wonderful day in our state of Kansas as I just start my day wearing this uniform that I love. I'm heading off to Cottonwood Falls. I don't know if you know where that's at, but it's a pretty nice place in our state. Today, my day takes me to Cottonwood Falls to go speak to bus drivers about bus safety preparing for the next school year. It might seem odd to you because, you know, we don't see bus drivers driving around during the summertime because school's out, but bus drivers do a lot of continued ed or preparing for their next school year to start, and that's what's going to take place today for these bus drivers, is I've got six, eight hours, something like that, to talk to them about bus driving and defensive driving and preparing for the next school year. It's just one of the things that I do, wearing this uniform that I love, being a Kansas State Trooper. Today's topic, though, is about seatbelts again, but I want to dig deeper in that topic because it's an important topic for me, but it's an argument that I get frequently from the public uh, when I'm out and about walking around in uniform, or even when I'm not in uniform and people know that I'm a state trooper, they, they challenge me from time to time with the following question. And maybe you've heard the same thing, but here it goes. Have you ever heard, where have you ever said the following statement, which is, you ready for this drum roll? <laughs> the suspense is building up, here it is. If seatbelts are so important, why don't school buses have seatbelts? There, right there it is. That's the statement that I frequently get from people all the time that argue or want to have a debate and discussion with me about school buses and seatbelts. And that is a very good argument to have. But for me, being a trooper for 19 years, you grow and you learn and you get an understanding of maybe why that is in how school buses don't have seatbelts in them generally. Now there are some that do. You think about small buses generally or, or the buses that have wheelchair ramps, they, they frequently have uh, seatbelts in them. But we're talking about the big buses today or the mid-sized buses and a lot of the smaller buses too that generally don't in our state. And for a lot of the states across our nation that don't have seatbelts on school buses. If they're so safe, Trooper Ben, if seatbelts are so good, why don't we? If they're so good, then tell me why we don't put a seatbelt on school buses. What about the kids? What about those kids? Are we not concerned about their safety, Trooper Ben? Man, I get put to task from time to time, and this is what I say. And I think it's a very good eye-opening or discussion to have with others, and maybe you can add to the discussion in wherever you're at across the nation. As I start, what I would say is that seatbelts are very important, and it doesn't matter what type of vehicle you're in, if it's a pickup truck, if it's in a semi, if it's on a lawnmower that's got seatbelts, some zero turn ones, if you've got yourself a little passenger car or a little smart car, whatever it is, if you can have a seatbelt in it, man, I'd like you to have a seatbelt in it because you're going to want it if an unexpected situation plays out and you're going to want that thing to hold you in and keep you restrained back from striking the windshield dash or something even worse than that by being thrown from the vehicle not knowing where you're going to hit what you're going to land how far how high how fast it's all dangerous we can stay inside the vehicle with a seatbelt so i'd love to see seatbelts on school buses but we have to recognize certain things about a school bus in the very beginning and how they are safe already so let's talk about that why is that well you think about a school bus when you get on a school bus don't you generally take steps up. It puts you up above 
where that impact is most likely to occur, the occupants riding in the school bus sit higher up on a bus. So if an impact does take place, that intrusion, the collapsing of the, of the frame or the body of the bus is not taking place where the occupants are. It's generally going to be taking place below them. That has an advantage for that occupant inside and for that bus driver and bus rider and the bus. Another thing, buses are generally bigger. They win the battle. When it comes to a crash taking place, they're going to push right through. And how does that relate? Let me give you an example. You think about a bowling alley. When you go to a bowling alley and you pick out a bowling ball, if you pick out the lightest bowling ball, the one that is as light as you can find and you roll it down that alley trying to hit the pins, it has a greater chance to deflect off because of its lightness, because of its inability of mass and weight to push right through that thing. And then pins are going to deflect that lighter bowling ball just because of its size. So then you get the other side. You get the heaviest bowling ball you can get. You get the bowling ball that you're like, I can barely pick it up. And you swing that thing back and you launch it down the alley and it hits the pins. It has a greater chance, doesn't it, of pushing right through that? It has a greater chance of knocking them pins down. It has a greater chance not to deflect, but just to continue pushing through the path that it was on. That's the same thing with a school bus. A school bus is bigger. It's larger. It has a bigger mass. So it has a better chance of pushing right through and winning that battle and not deflecting off and experiencing the, the deflection or rapid change of direction like another vehicle would at striking another generally same size vehicle. It wins the battle. You think about schools and school buses, think about the seats. The seats are high backed. They're overly padded. Well, at least in the beginning they are. They certainly get worn down over time, but they're overly padded and they generally stay overly padded. They get worn down, but they're still overly padded. They're high backed and they're close together. The alley is narrow. The inside of the bus is free of hooks. That's something that we inspect in Kansas to make sure there's no type of foreign objects or things that an occupant could hook onto if the bus is involved in a crash and the occupants get whipped around inside of it. So they're high back, they're close together, and they're, uh, they're overly padded. When an occupant in a school bus is struck, the vehicle struck, the occupants, they, they move forward and they're rapidly met with a high back overly padded seat back that's catching their body, not just in the you know face area, but it's catching their whole upper torso and it's spreading that force over a wider area of their body. So that's a, an advantage, that's a, that's a benefit of a school bus occupant riding inside of a school bus. It's a, it's a good thing. You think about um, all the exits on a school bus. We've got exits to the front and exits to the rear, and we got the window and the roof, and everywhere there's exits on school buses. If there's something that happens on a school bus and you got to get off, man, you got a lot of opportunities to get out of that bus because there's a lot of ways to get off, and we practice that, don't we? All across our nation, we have students practicing bus evacuation drills regularly all across the school year, getting prepared for that unwanted moment. So if it ever does occur, there's a plan, there's an action, there's a task, there's movement, there's direction, there's understanding of what to do. There's a partnership of bigger kids with smaller kids. There's, there's a result 
of how do we handle a difficult thing and they practice that. That in itself makes it another safe way to travel. The bus drivers get continued training throughout the school year. And I mentioned that in the beginning, but I want to re, re, uh, reapply that or mention it again, is that they get continued training sometimes monthly where they can prepare and try to stay focused and to try to address the challenges they're having and trying to make sure that they're the best driver that they can be and uh, transporting you know, our most precious commodity, which is our children and our future. So they're doing these things, and I give them great praise for doing this continued training that they get through the school year and in addition for today that they're going to get. So there's all of them things. You think about a school bus, it's yellow. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to catch your attention, and that's by nature why they're painted the color that they are. They're yellow, they're big, they're bright, they have strobe lights on the top that are lit. They've got stop arms, they've got uh, crossing arms that keep students up to the front. There's just a lot of things that general vehicles don't have that make school buses safer in how they're traveling or when they're transporting and getting kids on and off. So there's all of them things that make them safer. It just amazes me how many things we can think of and consider that are applied to a school bus that makes them safer compared to another vehicle. Now, with all the things that I've just listed, and it makes school buses safer. What I would also say is that we need to make sure that we can continue to strive to be better yet. And this is where I would be an advocate of adding seatbelts on school buses. But we can't just simply do it like a, like a light switch where it's on and off. Where right now we don't have it, but bam, it's on, we're gonna do it. It's not that easy. We're gonna fail, we're gonna stumble, we're gonna have problems. I'd like to consider the adding of seatbelts to school buses like a dimmer switch, where we slowly rotate that dial and we slowly make improvements through the years of being safer on school buses. And we're starting to see that take place across our nation. Several years ago, the Federal Highway Traffic Safety Administration mandated that every smaller school bus has to have lap shoulder belts running across every seat if it's sold and manufactured in the United States. So now school districts, when they replace retired buses, older buses, and they get a brand new, smallest, smaller school bus, it's gonna have lap shoulder belts running through that. So we're starting to see a, a trend or a movement of getting kids safer. There are states right now that have lap shoulder belts running through every seat on every bus, and they mandate it by state law, state statute. But what I've learned and what I've found of them buses and them school districts in those states is that they have a bus driver that's tasked with driving and in addition they have a bus monitor a monitor a person that can sit in that bus and assist the driver in maintaining control and calmness and comfort and assisting in making sure the students are buckled up and buckled up properly making sure that if we need to get kids off the bus they can assist with getting the kids unbuckled and getting off the bus, which can be a difficult task depending on the size and age of the child. You think of all the kids that can ride a bus, and if there is an event, and it's a critical event, we've got to get kids off the bus, there's a lot of exits, but if they're all buckled up, that's a task, we got to get a lot of kids unbuckled, and they might not be able to do it depending on their size, so we have to have people there to assist, and for that, there's bus monitors. We can't put this, this the same tasks, all these tasks, on one person being the driver. The driver needs to drive, don't we? We need to limit distractions, and I can just see a time 
where a driver is driving down the road and then they're trying to care give. And that's what we do every day when we're driving down the road. We're trying to balance that in our sweet minivans with our families, but we need to make sure we limit that caregiving when we're when we're driving. When we're driving, we need to drive, and a bus driver needs to drive, making sure that they can be preventative of all the hazards that might be around them and making sure that they can be a defensive driver in adjusting and steering away or braking and preparing for somebody else's foolish driving and things that are doing that they shouldn't be doing. Bus monitors are important. So as we think of a dimmer switch again and how we move to becoming safer on school buses, having a bus monitor is something that's important to make sure that we take care of these tasks adequately and share the burden for what it is to be a safe situation for students on a bus. We'll be there at some point because, you know, federal government and the, the Federal Highway Traffic Safety Administration will mandate one day, they'll mandate lap shoulder belts on all middle-sized buses. And eventually it'll migrate to lap shoulder bus are required for all buses. So we'll get there at some point, like that dimmer switch that I see taking place right now across our, across our nation. You know, if we really wanna focus on making sure we keep kids safe, which is always an important thing and everybody should be a stakeholder in this, is that we need to focus on working together, listening and partnering and trying to figure out what is adequate speed in becoming safer. Because if we just jump and we're not ready to jump, we're gonna get hurt. We have to get to there in a, in a safe way. And that dimmer switch philosophy is an important one. Another thing to consider is that when we're trying to prevent injuries and death of our students, is that we know that the most likely time a student is gonna get injured and killed is not when they're on the bus, is when they're waiting for the bus. We know that. That is a, a more concerning time. That is a time that we need to focus on, is how do we keep kids safe, keep kids safe and safer when they're waiting for the bus. We know from statistics and, and data across our nation that that is a more likely time they're gonna get injured and killed. Not when they're on the bus, is when they're waiting for the bus. So how do we do that? We need to make sure we educate these kids in what is the correct way to wait for the bus. To, to not have a lot of foolishness and, and play, putting themselves and others at risk because they're not paying attention for other traffic that might be driving by. Are they waiting away from the roadway and off of the roadway adequately giving themselves enough distance off of the road for that bus before it arrives? Are we as motorists paying attention and not passing buses as they're stopping to pick up kids? And are we passing and on the right, on the left-hand side, the correct side, uh, not the side that's on the right with the door, but passing on the left and doing so at the right time. So are we making sure we're stopping for the stop arm and recognizing the amber lights when, when lit means Hey, that bus is getting ready to stop. Prepare to stop also. And when it's red, that we are truly stopping. That we're not passing, we're not chancing it. We're making sure that we're doing what the state law requires in the states that we're in. You know, before you know it, the school year will be here again. It's summertime in our state for students and they're enjoying it. They're getting a sweet tan. In particular, they're getting sweet farmer tans as we're cutting the weed across our state. But we need to make sure we're preparing for the next the next window of opportunity for, for the, the migration of children to and from school, and it's gonna be here before you know it. At any point, we can start talking about these topics, and at any moment, we can start taking control of what we are doing and talking to our own kids about how we should be waiting and being safe as we wait for the bus, and what it is to be a good bus rider, sitting back, 
sitting and being a safe sitter, as we say, sitting forward with their legs to the front, sitting on our butt in the bottom, and not really doing a lot of fooling around or being loud and asking for permission for the things that we want to do on the bus. If it's opening a window or eating on the bus or walking around, all them things need to be asked of the bus driver before you do it. It's a great day in Kansas, and this is episode two. Until next time, it's Trooper Ben with the Kansas Hop Troll, and that is why I don't see seatbelts on school buses in today's world. At some point we will, but that's the philosophy and the reasons of why, because school buses in itself are a very safe way to travel across our nation. If we want to reduce and make kids safer, then we need to focus on a more important time, which is when they're waiting for the bus. Again, it's Trooper Ben with the Kansas Hop Troll. Have a great day and always wear your seatbelts.